Welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life, life Pairings. Because <laughs> life is hard. So bear with alcohol. You get all bundled up, snow jacket, hat, scarf, mittens, you head outside, and it's gone from minus 30 to plus 5. As today's life pairing is Chinooks with Palm Bay. We discuss shirtless carpenters, cranial manipulation, and perfect Instagram posts. Ooh. Yeah. Something I am unfamiliar with. <laughs> you and me both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do Chinooks mean to you? Well, um, should we maybe describe what a Chinook is for we anybody should, that's not? Yeah. I'll, uh, well, first of all, actually, I'd like to give a little shout out to uh, um, a f- friend of the pod, uh, Nicole, who uh, suggested we do Chinooks, uh, and, um, yeah. and sent us a message through Instagram. Yep. And uh, she's pretty awesome. She listens every week. And uh, we were excited about this one because it wasn't something we would have thought of, but it's like something that affects our lives so much and truly is an event here in Calgary. Yes. Uh, For those of you who don't know what a Chinook is, it's essentially, it's a warm wind. Yeah. Yeah. So Chinooks are Fion winds. Uh, I, I assume that's how you pronounce it. F-O with the two little oolets over top of it. And then- I saw it as burn, but I don't trust that. Yeah. This one is F-O <laughs> with the oolets and then the H or then H-N. So I would say Fion winds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they are um, in the interior west of North America, uh, mostly the Canadian prairies in southern Alberta. But what it is, is we meet various, uh, where the Great Plains meet various mountain ranges and the wind kind of gets trapped. And what happens is the cold air goes up and the warm air gets pushed down and it sends it our way. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you can have kind of a, you can be in the middle of winter, it's freezing cold, minus 30, and then suddenly it's like plus five. Yeah, and it's like uh, so. Actually, so the uh, Chinook was was a term coined by the Blackfoot people, and it meant snow eater. Yes. Yeah, which I think is a perfect description of what it is. Yeah, and it, it was actually that snow, and then it freezes, and then that's and what happens. Is because it really only lasts for a day or two, <laughs> and it's like literally like it'll be like minus thirty, and then it'll be like plus fifteen for a day, and you're like, holy Christ in heaven. <laughs> And that melts everything, then everything freezes, and then you're in a skating rink. But it is yeah. like a, it's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice break. So it, yeah. um, there's only really a couple of places that it happens. But like I said, mm-hmm. it's kind of where um, prairies meet mountains. So yeah. um, there, it happens sort of along the Columbia River in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Southern Alberta. I I think I saw Upper Montana. Argentina. Oh yeah, yeah, Montana. Um, Argentina Ooh. and Switzerland as well. Okay, yeah, that would make that makes sense. Yeah, they have big mountains next to water, right? Mm-hmm. They got big old mountangos. 
yeah. So it's like something that's like it. It's an event here because it's it's like a nice break from winter. Yeah. So it's it's a nice little breaky. It'll be like minus thirty, and then you're ready to jump off a cliff. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's plus 30 but also you get a migraine if you're me so right oh so it's okay. like yeah. but honestly i'd hate the cold so much that i'll take the headache <laughs> fair yeah fair. What, what does it mean to you so it's been a very long time since i've been to experience one um i'm now we should say we're now recording in the same city we're in the same city the um uh whatever restrictions are still in place oh yeah 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 but (laughs) (laughs) we we live in calgary you're like we live you've already (laughs) seen where we live i uh, yeah the restrictions are still in place so we still can't record Mm -hmm. together in the same studio so we're uh but we're less than 20 minutes apart now yes yeah so practically reach out and stay six feet away from each other so (laughs) reach out and wear a mask um (laughs) But yeah, so today I think there was one. There was one today on uh, January 11th. This is a Monday, Um, and I I forgot. Like I kind of realized it was coming, and then I was doing all the research on this, and I was like, "Oh wait a second, I'm experiencing one." Yeah, I I made sure to go outside for a little bit. Did you take some pictures? No, I didn't do anything of that fancy nature. I took some pictures. Because this, so we should explain the the arch, right? Yeah. So um, all that that's a that's a big thing in the sky. It's essentially the clouds form a big. It's a Chinook arch. It's called, and it's like a little umbrella of clouds. So it's like I don't even know how to describe it. The sun comes in the bottom, and the clouds are a huge big umbrella over top. So yeah, it, like it's there's like a line around the horizon of like blue sky. And then, yeah, I think umbrella is a very good way of terming the clouds. Then you have your umbrella on top. Yeah. So it makes what happens is like when the sun sets and rises, the colors are absolutely gorgeous because Mm. it almost looks like something out of the fifth. Remember the movie, The Fifth Element? Of course, I remember. I've just watched it in the last six months. (laughs) Have you? That's a great (laughs) movie, actually. I love it so much. Anytime they try to uh, mimic space or another planet or something like that, or they all, yeah. the sky is always just like uh, insane. And that's yeah. like, when these Chinooks happen, I feel like the sunri- sunrise and sunset, the, the colors are almost neon. Yeah. It's very cotton candy sometimes too. Yeah. They're like on the more pinker side. I guess that's just because it's clouds. It reminds me of cotton yeah. candy. <laughs> oh, never mind. Well, it was like it was literally like fluorescent pink. It was an odd yeah. day where I was up and at the dog park at eight a.m. this morning, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I know. I was like, "I was like, oh, <laughs> like, would you look at this sun?" I love how I've been up <laughs> one morning early, and I'm just like, you know, when you get up and you see the sunrise. <laughs> I'm like, no, I do not. <laughs> no one should be awake before the sun is fully up. Yeah, I was at the dog park already. I was like, good ah, grief. But um, it was beautiful. It was the shock, yeah. and you kind of got to take advantage of it because it's a little, it'll be warm all week, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a big thing here in Calgary, and I and I'd mm. say southern Alberta. You kind of touched on the fact that uh, you can get migraines from this, also that it's like a bit of a brain break, I guess. So is there some well, psychology behind all of this? You know, it was funny. I am. Um, I, I I was trying to dive into specific psychology of Chinooks. 
But what comes up more often than not is the pressure effects, which does give a lot of people migraines. So I think it's 12% of the population gets migraines. And then, I mean, I mean, a, a smaller percentage of those people are affected then by these Chinooks. And what, what the reason is, is the only thing they figured is because there's such a dramatic pressure change. Right. So it's so kind of like going from like when you're in a plane. Yeah. It's, it's like when you go, yeah, I guess so. It's like a, and it, it, there's just like, you can't take a Tylenol for it Mm because it's, it's it's like a squeezing of your brain, (laughs) which I'm making this sound. So that is exactly like, and also I've only had a, a couple of migraines in my life and, uh, they are the worst thing in the entire world. So, yeah, they're my, kind of my heart goes out to anybody that has to suffer them. They're I'm in the regular too. Ugh. I usually like I I'm honestly like and 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 I don't understand this either. I'm like a, I'm kind of fifty for fifty on on whether I'll get one or not, even if it's right. uh, I don't get it every time. Yeah, but I feel like in the last little bit, there's there's typically they said about thirty one Chinooks in a year, right? Um, thirty one oh, days. So yeah, that's actually if you think of thirty-one Chinooks in a year, that's like two Chinooks a week sometimes in the winter, yeah. right? They only yeah. come in the winter. Right. So I did I did read a little study here um on actually I got it right off a, a CTV news called Are Ooh. You Affected by Chinooks? Uh, a study at the University of Calgary is looking at the positive and negative effects of Chinook winds on Calgarians. The study was conducted on close to a thousand pain sufferers for over four years and showed that the warm winds bring pain for some, but relief for others. Dr. Corey Toth, researcher director of Calgary Chronic Pain Center at the clinic at Foothills Medical Center and a neuroscience professor at the University of Calgary's Hodgkin's Brain Institute conducted a study. The doctor looked specifically at patients who suffer neuropathic pain, which includes conditions like um, sciatica as well. So that's it's not just oh, brain okay. brain pain; it's 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 just like neuro neuropathic pain. Uh, right. If you don't know what sciatica is, that's like you know it's close to your butt, but it's in your back. <laughs> 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 it pinches the nerve. Nation I've ever heard. <laughs> That's I how many doctors are so disappointed that I, <laughs> I describe a sciatica with close to your butt, but not. Uh, <laughs> many You're many not of our, No, that's where it is, man. Uh, <laughs> many of our patients had complained that their pain was worsened during the changes of Calgary weather, particularly during uh Chinook, said Dr. Toth. We expected to find a clear association between Chinooks and the worsened pain, but we found just the opposite. Most patients' pain improved during the warmer weather and got worse when the temperatures dropped. Right. So it's not when it comes, it's when it leaves. Okay. Okay. Um, Studies uh, or study participants were told that researchers were looking at how different factors might affect their pain, including exercise, diet, mood, anxiety levels, and weather conditions. The participants assessed and recorded their pain regularly, making notes of the precise times to allow researchers to compare those levels with hourly weather data uh, from the Environment Canada. So they weren't necessarily told that they were being um, studied for this. It was just to assess pain levels 
So sixty-three percent right. said that they thought Chinook or said that they thought Chinooks had worsened their pain, and twenty-two percent said that it had no effect, and fifteen percent said it made the pain better. So that's just them um, cross-referencing data, I would imagine, if they if they right. hadn't told them. Yeah. When the meteorological data was compared to the participants' pain diaries, patients were 1.8 times as likely to have relief from neuropathic pain on Chinook days as compared to a non-Chinook day. Hmm. Yeah. So um, there is, uh, yeah, they say that it was, you know, it, 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 it really varies. So people with yeah. chronic pain seem to be relief from the Chinooks and people who don't suffer chronic pain seem to, you know, get a get a migraine when when the chinook comes or leaves or whatever the case may be but yeah so so for some people because of that that pressure helped their pain and for other people um it worsened their pain so yeah so there's a lot of i mean uh, uh psychology surrounding uh chronic pain and and stuff like that but um for most people (laughs) it's amazing (laughs) it just comes it warms everything up for a little while it's a pretty pretty sky it's a beautiful sky. Great Instagram photo opportunities. <laughs> as yes. before mentioned. Yes. Yes. And yeah. So it just, it, it really, it's much like anything else, but it, it seems to, um, uh, people enjoy it more than they don't. Right. Okay. Yeah. Would, it's interesting. Would be I, my um, assessment of the, the Chinook. Yeah. I also kind of saw. Yeah, that that it that kid is a bit of a not a myth, but it, that there is some complicated research on on whether they cause them migraine damage. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I do get, I do personally get a headache when it comes, whether I'm getting right. it when it's on its way out or and I just don't notice it. But okay, sure bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll have to see what happens to me because I have um, I had brain surgery at one point, and so sometimes my head gets a little funny. And it does feel like someone's trying to like, what did you, what did you call it? Like someone's trying to wrap something on your head or whatever. Well, it is, it's uh, a pressure headache. So it's, it's just like yeah. your, your brain is being squeezed almost. Exactly. Yeah. So I had one of those yesterday. I don't know if it was related to that or just the fact that I'm uh, undergoing some stress with moving. Yeah. The stress <laughs> or the yeah. fact that we got on a zoom call and uh, uh, had a few <laughs> cocktails Saturday night. Yeah, that probably didn't help. That's the new way. <laughs> I, love, I love that um, being isolated hasn't affected my social drinking at all. No, no. That's a good thing, though, guys. That's a good thing. Do you I have any... Um, drinking this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have any history for us? Yes, I do. So I kind of went down a weird uh, rabbit hole, I guess. Okay. Um, I wanted to know, you know, like, well, I was like, well, can I look up the history of a wind? So I kind of got instead into the Chinook people, which uh, they are a group of indigenous people who speak the Chinook, Chinookan language. So it's, it's a bunch of different tribes that are all in the um, lower and middle Columbia River, which is in Oregon and southwest Washington. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Lewis and Clark of Ooh. fancy fame, not Lois and Clark as I always <laughs> Get confused with the <laughs> Superman TV show from the nineties. I uh, also they think of uh, Lois and Clark, Lois and uh, I'm thinking of the Bra- Lois and Bram. Oh yeah, wait, there's another one. Name? Lois, Lois. Wasn't there a third guy? Yeah, there was on the Elephant oh. Show. Yes, 
they did Squiddle Monkey Dinky Dinky. I'm not saying the right words. Skidamarink. Yeah. Yes, yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, the other ones, the Lewis and Clark, those two guys that went across uh, America very early on, they encountered the Chinook people in 1805. So this Ooh. is the federally recognized tribes. The Yakima Nation the Confederated Tribes of Warm Springs Reservation, the Confederated Tribes of the Grand Ronde Community, and Confederated Tribes of Salitz Indians. Okay. But like I said, because they all speak this similar language, they can kind of go under this heading of the Chinook people. Okay. Um, and they were settled tribes, so they actually lived in permanent longhouses, so they actually had very little conflict over land with other tribes because they weren't trying to they weren't migrating as much, and they have believed to be in the current area for over 10,000 years. And this isn't my rabbit hole, by the way, but it's coming. Okay. Uh, this is the other <laughs> awful thing. Uh, they were not recognized by the U.S. government until 2001. Good fucking grief. And then a year later, George W. Bush came in and revoked it. What? Yeah, so... I actually didn't, could not find a ton of information um, on the Chinook people because I guess as a culture, they're not very widely known or studied in the U.S. Interesting. So, but, but we get the name Chinook from them because they are sort of on that Pacific Northwest where the, the wind would come. Right. And then, so, yeah. Anyways, then I found out that they... <laughs> <laughs> they did head binding. Which, oh. Yeah. And then I found out that basically everyone did head binding. Really? Like all over the world. So it, tell me what head binding is, first of all. Okay. So this is the uh, practice of binding an infant's head, usually around when they're three months old till about when they're about one years old. So they have that. Um, the fontanelles, that's those soft spots in their anterior and posterior on their skull. Okay. So that's where you can, I, this is why babies scare me, but apparently you can see their like heartbeat in the top of their head. Yeah, it's pretty mushy there. Their, their skull isn't completely formed yet. Exactly. So what they do is they take two boards and they uh, strap their kids in uh, and they do it so that they can make an inclination. In, yeah, inclination. Yeah, is that right? Did sure. Indignation. Uh, um, no, like it's an. Sorry, it creates an incline. Okay. From the eyebrows up to the crown. So I'm gonna send you a picture. Oh, I. Yeah, I just looked it up here. Oh, you did. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it um, almost looks uh, like an alien um, shaped yes. head. What we would exactly. think of. Okay. Yeah, so it's very much um, kind of it's a, it, uh, it's like a high crown almost of the head, and this process usually goes on for about eight to twelve months until the head has kind of formed in that. So for the Chinook tribes, this was a practice for the elite, and they saw this as a mark of social status. So this is actually just a way of identifying a upper class person or let's say a foreigner. If you didn't oh. have this, um, people that had rounded heads like us, we currently have rounded heads. Yeah. Um, they 
were more likely to be part of the uh, like servants or slaves. So you could. Oh, so it was an upperclassman would have the head binding. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So you couldn't then, if you had the, if you had the uh, flattened head, you would not generally enslave anybody that also had a flattened head. Oh. So only round-headed people were kind of thought to be the the lower class citizens. You round-headed son of a bitch, they'd say. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Go fetch me some oats. Yeah. Um, so they, yeah, like I said, they're rank above the red-headed, round-headed members of the community. Uh, and it was it was sort of the mother's job to do this, and it was for male and female. So, and apparently, it caused no pain to them. I don't think it's probably very comfortable, but uh, to be sitting in this kind of bound position. But I know a couple of know. kids I like to strap to a board right now. <laughs> There you go. Maybe they'd be a little bit better behaved. Better behave. no. And also, you know, it symbolized a higher intelligence um, or spiritual elevation. So interesting. You know? yeah. yeah, I looked it up. I was surprised. To, I'm surprised to see how popular it was because I typed it in and like mm-hmm. just thousands of pictures. And it looks to me mm-hmm. like it was, it is practiced in a lot of indigenous uh, societies. Yep. And uh, it is prevalent. Like, it's not like a slight slope. It's like a... No. I mean, you can... When you kind of look at pictures of... Because they do have pictures of people with this. And they wear, um, like, a headband on top. So you can't really tell. Like, it just looks like they have high hair. Yeah. Um, But the skulls specifically very much look like... Yeah, like, like what we think aliens look like. So I assume that's kind of where our depiction of aliens maybe came from. Yeah, you didn't know what that was. Yeah, because you know you probably saw it. It looked different than what they had, but it yeah, it's definitely it's a it's a it's a giant bump on the top of your head for sure. Yeah, yeah. So this faded away at the end of the 19th century, um, but people with flattened heads were still found in Oregon um, as late as 1950. And uh, Alice Slim Jim Charlie was thought to be the last living Columbia River Indian with a flattened head. So Very. you can see pictures of her on the internet. On the internet? Um, yeah. But like I said, this took place everywhere from Central Asia, Australia, all over the Americas, Africa, the Pacific Islands, in Europe. Also, weirdly, I did not know about this, but French inhabitants of Toulouse uh, had this until up to the early part of last century. Holy smokes. So there were people Up, walking like around very France, recently. Like, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. And they've looked at this um, in a couple of studies, and they do not seem to find any negligible event, uh, effects of head binding at the time or long term. They, they don't see anything, um, any side effects either. Basically, as long as the volume of the brain cavity is unchanged, it doesn't make any difference on um, intellectual aspects or, um, you know, brain function or anything like that. So uh, in 1989, Susan Anton did a, um, a study which revealed that the basic structure of the skull just remained unaffected. It just formed differently. Uh, and then she did a follow-up study that found when they were looking at the sutures, which is like the junctions between the bones of your skull, 
um, that there were minor differences, but that it didn't really have any effect. So it was all just for, you know, it was, I mean, I, it sounds to me, it's just was a distinction thing. Yeah. I think like, it's no different than, you know, the four or five tattoos that I have on my body um, or, you know, the waist training that we're doing now again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I, but the, one of the thing one of the articles I was reading, um, which actually was psychology today, which is one of yours. I love um, psychology today. Very helpful. <laughs> the, the question kind of came up as to why does this appear in so many independent cultures? Like this isn't something that's just being, um, move from one culture to another it's happening independently and the thought is that uh infants traditionally and also in modern societies are often carried around strapped to cradle boards oh, okay and so long periods of this can kind of lead to uh an inadvertent deformation of the skull so oh, yeah, this may ever... have sort of like aided in this you ever meet a um, mom that left her baby laying on their head for too long? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that kid's got a heck of a hairline in the back he's got to deal with forever. Um, and generally, like in Mayan cultures and in the Chinook culture, this was for higher status people. The, the, one of the ones that is quite different than that is the Toulouse, the one of the French women I mentioned, um, who practiced this up till the early 20th century. They were actually, it was for the lower classes that would do this. So, oh, so yeah, super, yeah, yeah, okay. but but interesting in that it's almost all very similar. In a lot of the shape is very similar, but all over the world, that's very interesting. Well, I, you know yeah. what, I bet I bet you what there's some like unknown beneficial reason that we'll never know because yeah. like, I'm not telling you dumb idiots, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll like, be as we smart as fly, we are. we're not going to tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, it's honestly, it's probably, it's probably got some, you know, it had some benefit at some point, you know, like it, it had to have come from some, I love that you dove down this rabbit hole now. <laughs> now it's it just, doesn't really have a whole lot to do with the Chinook wind, but you know, the Chinook people. Hey, this was, okay. yeah, it's uh yeah. Well, good job, Carla. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> hey, you're good. welcome. <laughs> uh are you have you got to a news story a little more current story about uh, how about chinooks well see this is a hard one because uh i gotta tell you that there's not a lot of news about chinooks <laughs> it is kind of like it happens and then it doesn't happen and then it, well one one very funny recent thing in um in the last i five to ten years that happened was leonardo dicaprio uh came oh. up up here to calgary to film uh, he was filming, I believe, the Revelant, or what was that movie called? Yeah, I'm not sure if it's Revelant or Revenant or Revenant yep. something. There's a bear in it. I There's a bear. He's a guy. My buddy was in it. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but he came up here and um, he was doing a, and not, I am by no means a climate change denier. Hey, I, mm -hmm. it's not what I'm trying to say here. But what happens, like we described, is it is it gets cold and then it gets real hot for a day. And then it's all just wind related. But right. old old Leo, he uh, he oh. came up here at old Berta and uh, <laughs> he decided that he was witnessing climate change before his eyes. Oh, no. So he... <laughs> 
he uh he released a big statement it wasn't really a statement it was just like he was added he was at a conference for climate change and he was like you know i was and he you recalled it it was very anecdotal he was like i was you know up in canada and i witnessed climate change right before my eyes one day it was oh. minus 30 and the next day it was plus 15 and um yeah and uh yeah he made a bit of a fool of himself <laughs> which you know what the americans don't get any canadian press so they could really give a rip what we think or say so they right. probably never got back to them but uh the yeah. truth is is he just witnessed a chinook that's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did witness a lot of climate change but that specifically is uh not not that was not what yeah so i mean i'm sure all the americans were uh pretty funny i'm sure they were yeah. all like oh god they're all like not knowing what to do and the canadians are just like fuck yeah bud she's she's t-shirt and short weather um (laughs) yeah so it was uh, he made a big thing about a big stink about it and uh and uh, he was just like it's the oil and gas industry up there that's what's causing this (laughs) and uh and then we're like hey leo how'd you get here bud (laughs) did you walk (laughs) you didn't walk from la did you uh Yeah, so it was kind of a funny thing. Uh, it's like, I mean, other than that, I did find out that they we do get 31 Chinooks a year. That surprised me. Um, mm. And other than that, I mean, I mean, little little low on the old news story for Chinooks, but it is... Uh, That's fair. That's fair. I mean, unless it, it somebody lights something on fire, we... <laughs> it's hard to find it. Do you know how what? Can you light so- climate, how can you light a cloud on flat fire? It would be... And I don't know if you know this, but um, mm-hmm. I don't go to the library to find these things. Out. <laughs> I just click Chinook into well, the news story. And then, yeah, and then I, then I, then I hit uh, news on Google. <laughs> <laughs> so if nothing comes up, then I just find a, I find a different thing to say. <laughs> yeah, um, do you want to talk about our drink choice? You bet your sweet ass, I do. Um. Well, uh Nicole, mm-hmm. she picked the Pombe. Uh, she yes. sent us a, a few different uh drink ideas. Um, Pombe she picked because she said it's uh why not have something like so it's right in the middle of the winter and these are spo- you're supposed to be drinking these on a beach you know yeah. yeah you're supposed to be in the sun uh but uh yeah Pombe is a is another sort of Elko pop. In, yeah. uh, in that world uh much like the bacardi breezer and that kind of thing uh it came a little later on it's it's uh was it's a canadian beverage it was created by um well it was it was a canadian beverage but it's been bought now by the mark mike's hard lemonade people oh which is now american owned uh but what it is 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 it's essentially just uh it literally tastes like pop right like it's so good yeah it's got I, a lot of sugar it's got a lot of sugar in it it's i guess i got strawberry pineapple i did too not we didn't do this on purpose we just ended up yeah both so, being drawn to the same taste i guess similar minds and mm-hmm. i uh yeah so this is a it's it, it came about when so i started digging sort of into the elko pop world which mm-hmm. i mean a lot of stuff comes up more for the bacardi breezer than it did for right. for this specific and the only reason for that is because it was the first of its kind right so bacardi is obviously rum this is vodka but it is a similar world and it was kind of like it had such a heightened uh, life in 
I'd say the early 2000s. Yeah. But by like 2011, it had kind of, it had run off. Like, it's not a thing that people always buy. It was so, it was so our world to get like, it's, it's the same world as like the Smirnoff ice and the, you know, it was like, yeah, the kind of, there, I guess you could also call it like wine coolers. Yeah. That's the, in the, in the U S they called them wine cooler or sorry, in yeah. the UK rather. No, in the, in the UK, they call them alcohol pops. Oh, in the UK, they call them alcohol pops. Really? Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Oh yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. Oh, okay. Uh, it came. Yeah. So it was launched. Sorry, in, not, I, I, that's just cause I lived there and they, that was yeah, the, the first co- time I'd ever heard it called that. Yeah, the why, but it's the funny thing. Why they call them? Oh, wine coolers. Oh, yeah, true. I'm looking right now. The only the only place they call them wine coolers is Thailand. So maybe, oh. in, yeah. And I the, mean, I remember my mom calling the Mike's Hard Lemonade that stuff wine coolers when they first came out. I think that's because so that, that was the only thing that was kind of like that was a wine oh, yeah. cooler. Yeah. It was kind of like it was wine and uh, and fruit. Yeah. So when these came out, it was a new thing. So it looks like it's like uh, I'm looking right now. Um, in the UK specifically in 1993 is when the Breezer was uh, launched. And then oh, I don't okay. have a specific date for the Palm Bays, but it right. wouldn't have been long after because it was such a it was such a fad. Yeah. So there's this sense of nostalgia and it's like, you know, it's almost like summer in the middle of winter and it's fake, you know? Yeah. And so also it's, kind of- it's bright pink. This, this, well, not the part of the, the palm on the palm bay of the cup. Yeah. Can is bright pink, just like your sun clouds. Wow. Sunrise, sunset. Sunrise. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I do honestly like you're gonna like it when I show you this picture that I took this morning because it is literally these colors. Oh, good. Which it is. I think I think the whole the fun thing about this was is just like it's the middle of winter. It shouldn't be plus 15. It should be minus 30. So like grab something and take a day off. Take a mulligan. Yeah. And then have some Palm Bay. And it's pretty yummy. This, yeah, Dude. this strawberry pineapple. I mean, like, usually I feel like I have diabetes after I have one of these. Um, but this one is pretty good. I don't know. Oh, buddy. I don't this know. I do too. So good. Like, yeah. I'm actually might be hooked on these now. Because mm. mm-hmm. I I do like, I do like, vod- like, I'm a vodka drinker. Yeah. Like, you I normally. vodka in this at all, though. No. I mean, maybe unseasoned drinkers. Yeah, this is <laughs> whose livers are somewhat not alcohol all the time. Uh, may could maybe can taste it, but nope, I feel nothing. I see nothing. This is yeah. I mean, it's what what's the alcohol percentage on it? five uh, percent. It's the same as a beer, dude. Yeah. So actually, I, that was going to be one of my interesting facts. Is that I I don't know if this is just in the states or everywhere. It seems like it's a kind of very world. It's legally classified as a beer rather than a spirit. Really? I think it's because of that 5%, you know, or 4.5 or whatever it's going to be, that percentage. And also that means like, because I think in the States there's, and I maybe here too, there's a lot of weird laws about what you can sell. So sometimes you can't sell spirits, but you can sell beer or vice versa. So this, this always goes in when the, in those strange stores that can sell beer. Um, the, yeah, it, well, it, and it's in the beer section, like in the, if you go into yeah. the, um, 
there's some and there's like there's some pretty dynamite flavors too. Mm-hmm. Uh, raspberry starfruit tea. Ooh. Uh, pomegranate hibiscus. Oh ocean goodness, peach crazy. pomelo. Um, right. Raspberry passion fruit vodka. Mm-hmm. Strawberry pineapple, which was the one we got. Blood yeah. orange uh, mango mimosa. Ooh. Mango pineapple vodka and uh, sprite and grapefruit. So, like, honestly. Yeah. Dude, I might be hooked on these. <laughs> <laughs> like, just try all of them. I would love to make fun of these, but they are so good. No, they are really good. Yeah. This is nice, and too, it's a, I don't know, like, this is a nice, sometimes it's a little too early for a beer, or it's, beer can be quite heavy. Yeah. This and is I mean, nice that's kind of what we drink in the wintertime. It's still a lot of beer, or a lot of maybe red wine. This is a nice little pick-me-up little like trip up for your tongue i'm not gonna lie to you this might be a good pick me up and put me down because <laughs> I oh, yeah the bear. sugar crack is gonna kill you no i don't even care about that they're so mm. good i'm so i'm surprised how much i'm enjoying these actually um because i just never would have bought them before they're i like them, i like to have them every so often like i'll have like a six pack in my fridge usually a lot of the time just as like a a nice kind of yeah like pick me up i guess rather than when i get a little bored of wine and beer this is a nice nightcap too. Yeah, you know, yeah. instead of like, oh, no, maybe that- not a good idea. <laughs> if it's got <laughs> sugar in it, that's not a good idea. That's fine. I'm really manipulating the uh, definition of a nightcap here. <laughs> you know, maybe add a little more vodka. Isn't that what your mom says? Yeah, it's, it's extra strong. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if this would classify as. I don't know if you could crack the can and pour it into. <laughs> I don't know if it, it meets her rules. But I am reading. You never know. Once you get rid of that can, it could just look like a cocktail. It is um it is it is manufactured though in mm-hmm. Delta. Ooh. Delta, British Columbia. I know that place. Actually hey. I don't, but it's five places I know. I've performed in probably Delta. <laughs> Have you? Okay. Good. I don't know. I, I perform in a lot of forts and ports. <laughs> <laughs> well it, i think it's close to the water so it is maybe yeah P- potentially um <laughs> but yeah all in all honestly like it is kind of like it, that's another thing too is like if it's gonna be 15 degrees out and it's been minus 30 for like three weeks straight like to take the day off and just have a day where you fire up a few uh palm bays i don't think that's yeah. a bad idea How do you get your barbecue going at that point too my husband, who has this is his first experience with Calgary, um, like living full time, he's Scottish. Uh, he was in shorts. He's now in shorts as of yesterday. Is he <laughs> back to shorts? Yeah, <laughs> I think he puts pants on to go outside. But uh, uh, yeah, he he's he's enjoying the Chinook. I think so. That's awesome. What a what a funny way to experience a city for the first time. Like when you move there and it's quarantine. Yeah. I know it's very strange. Like you it's, can't go to the uh, pub, you can't meet up with your buddies, you can't have a big house party. You just are like, hopefully, it means my house is going to be super organized and clean by the time anyone comes to visit, or I'll just forget and everything will be in boxes forever. <laughs> Dude, I still find stuff in boxes, and I, I can like I've been here for fifteen years, and yeah. I'm just like. Did I put it there or was it there and I never took it out? <laughs> I can never yeah, figure it out. Question. 
so yeah um this might be a short and sweet episode but it is yeah. that's exactly what a chinook is man it's short and sweet yeah well i've got uh i think a couple of interesting facts so we kind of talked about how these alcohol pops are legally classified as beers i guess they start out as an unhopped beer so that means that much of the malt is removed interesting and then they add the alcohol so the vodka or rum uh the sugar coloring and flavoring <laughs> totally. so it starts out as an unhopped beer <laughs> yeah crazy uh i don't know if that's all cases but it that sort of seemed to be the the a lot of them when they first started at least Okay. Um, my other interesting fact is back to the Chinooks. So in 1983, on the 45th floor of the Petro Canada Center in Calgary, yes. carpenters were working shirtless in plus 12 centigrade. We don't talk about Fahrenheit, so if you want a conversion, move. <laughs> move, yeah. <laughs> move. I, I can't. I don't know what it is. Uh, anyways, it was plus 60. 12. Yeah, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense to me. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, so it was plus twelve on the forty-fifth floor, but when they went down to the street, the temperature was minus twenty. So yes. it's actually like a it can be quite a difference between the height. Obviously, warm air rises. So yeah, I did read that. I tried to read. I tried to like figure out what it was, and that's what it is. Is because you're, I mean, you're you're just higher up and closer to the clouds, and that's where the warm air is coming in there. Yeah. Oh, so it's yeah. I just uh, I I've been on a construction that site high, and I'll tell you what, um, it sounds <laughs> sexier than the real life thing is because <laughs> you want to see a bunch of tradesmen in their shirts. Well, I'll tell you what tradesmen do. They eat a lot of cheeseburgers. <laughs> they uh, drink a lot of they drink a lot of beer. They uh, right. yeah. So I mean, if you would have asked me, um, would would you have wanted all the guys to take their shirts off at work? I would have been like, you know what. Probably not. <laughs> leave them on. <laughs> leave them on. Uh, God bless them, but leave your yeah. shirt on, my guy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> but that is, I, I did come across that fact. That's incredible, actually, though. That much of a temperature yeah. change. Yeah, that's insane. So, yeah. Well, this was a, a fun little episode. Do you have any more? Yeah. Uh, do you have any that's, more little factoids? Right. Oh, man. This has been a good one. Well, uh, our thanks to Nicole for suggesting these. Uh, this is a really fun one. We don't uh, when it's like an idea that we wouldn't have thought of because it's like you get to learn a bunch about a thing that you're like, oh yeah, that is actually a huge part of my life. Yeah, yeah, and very unique to people that live in. Did you say you, you're if you're in a prairie next to mountains? Is that yeah? It's you're... basically prairie next to mountains because it's essentially like the wind being scooped, scooped in. You know. I really have a Wikipedia knowledge of what a Chinook is. I know. There's a lot of pictures. Well, maybe we'll post a picture to explain it. There is. Yeah. I do. I did do that. I do have a picture of oh, what perfect. is happening. Okay. So I have, there's arrows, there's little wind signals, <laughs> there's mountains, there's prairies. So you should, if you can figure it out, you send it into us and give us a proper description in layman's yeah. terms. <laughs> but, uh, Otherwise, you'll have to just stick with our, I mean... Really, for the majority of people in the world, they're not going to experience them. So they could just go what we say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, in the meantime, if you've got any good uh, Chinook arch uh, pictures, send them to us. We'll post them up on our Instagram. 
And uh, one thing that uh, helps us out a ton with the podcast um, is like, share, subscribe. Uh, we also have a Patreon set up and um, it's just a bunch of extra bonus features. There's tiered levels. Uh, so you can, you know, you can put in as low as $5 and I think as much as 20 and it's, 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 it's just helps us uh, get by, man. It helps us yeah. uh, produce this every week and uh, provide a good sound and, and that kind of thing. So um, if you, if you want to see that, you can go to www.lifepairingspodcast.com and hit our Patreon button, which is up in the top right hand corner. Uh, we're on Instagram. We are on <laughs> Facebook. We are everywhere you need us to be. Uh, so we're everywhere. Trump is not. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god uh thank the universe for that uh yeah. so, so drop us a line and uh if you have any ideas uh send them over our way uh, just dm us on instagram is usually the easiest way yeah. um, thanks for listening guys a uh, happy new year this is our first um i know it's a little late in the year but it's our first recorded episode of the new year so happy new year happy thanks, new guys. year bye